Hey, tonight we're talking about beauty or ashes. And there is something absolutely amazing to me about the concept of getting beauty for ashes. Now it is a Bible verse. They talk about getting beauty for ashes in joy for mourning, but it's also a natural concept. If you look around the natural world, when something is already dying, I mean, heck, sometimes it's even a house that's in serious disrepair and it's gotten so bad that it's considered unsalvageable, they will burn it down. Vegetation that's diseased, sometimes they will burn it down. And what happens is that, yes, you are losing the original thing that was there, but it is transformed into this nutrient-dense mixture that goes into the ground and helps develop new life. Whether that ash goes into the ground from a house and you build a solid foundation for a new one, or you've burned down a diseased forest, but you use that nutrient-rich ash soil to build a new forest by planting seeds in that fertile ground, ashes end up becoming the nutrients that we need for new growth. But none of us like the ashes because ashes represent something dying. So tonight, that's why we're going to focus on beauty for ashes. And it's been a while since I posted. There is a reason for that. I was giving myself time to grieve. I was joking with my cousin and I was like, you know, I've lost so many relationships because I left my abusive relationship and have since set healthy boundaries, been growing emotionally and have standards about the type of love and respect I expect in a relationship. But it's also the love and respect I'm willing to show to the other person. I want that mutual equality. And so because I want that mutual respect, I've lost a lot of relationships and that's sad. But when someone has had a lot of control and people tend to do what they want because they want to avoid upsetting that person, when you're the one who stands up and says, I've had enough, that's enough for me, that doesn't go over well. And in my life, that did not go over well. A lot of these relationships I lost and I I joked, but it's not actually funny, but you've just had so much bad stuff happen in succession that you have to laugh about it, right? To survive it. And I joked that I I have lost my relationships in mass. Like sometimes in life you go through a season where you grieve one or two people, whether it's through death of a loved one or just a friendship that has ended or a family relationship where you've had a lot of conflict and haven't worked it out. And me, I ended up losing all of these very important relationships very quickly and in quick succession. And it was heartbreaking. And honestly, do not try to get the beauty, this like meaning and purpose in your ashes. If you're still grieving, take the time to grieve, take the time to be sad. I took time out of my days to rest if I had the chance, but I mean, honestly, with three kids, how much am I resting, right? But I would do little things to let myself, I gave myself a break from exercise, which you don't want to do too long because I mean, honestly, like just walking for me has so many benefits when stress relief, stuff like that. And I'm thankful that I took the time. I gained a couple pounds, which is fine because I love and respect myself in every season. And I love the body that I'm in. Okay. So it's okay that I gained a little bit of weight and it's okay that I wasn't walking all the time and feeling like Mrs. Superwoman because guess what guys, taking care of yourself emotionally is just as important as taking care of yourself physically. And sometimes your need for emotional care will show itself through a need for physical care. So all of a sudden your body will be like, I'm extra tired. Um, I'm in pain. I'm having health issues. And sometimes that's because emotionally you haven't been caring for yourself. 
So I'm a huge advocate for taking time to care for yourself. And especially women that have been in abusive relationships, you have had to wrap and evolve your entire mindset around another person, which leaves little to no time for you to take care of you. But you are a priority. You are important. So it is important for you to take that time and make yourself a priority by, in this case, taking time to grieve, taking care of yourself, loving yourself, showing yourself an immense amount of kindness. And I was having to do that when I had a lot of people that I cared about not being kind. And there was this contradiction, this dichotomy of unkindness from the people I cared about and kindness from strangers or people that I hadn't talked to in so long, but all of a sudden they were showing up in my life and being supportive. And it meant so much more to me because my life felt like ashes. Now, am I suddenly in a place where like, everything is wonderful? No, nope, nope. I still have plenty of challenges. I still have a ton of stuff I'm overcoming. I'm still stuck in this weirdly tangled web with my ex with kids and that whole mess. But I am at a place of acceptance. And acceptance is a really important part of the journey. And I want to word this carefully because we're having so many different types of loss and ashes that I want to make sure that I'm covering everything. So just maybe I'll just toss that out there. That's my heart for this subject is that whatever type of loss you have experienced, that it's okay to grieve and that it's okay to accept that you can move forward without the relationship. And even though sometimes you will feel sad, sometimes it will hurt. You are still going to move forward with your life and be happy. And that's okay. And you shouldn't feel guilty and you shouldn't feel bad. You choose to accept that you will have joy again. You choose to accept that even though you feel hurt and broken, you might be like, hey, wondering how many trust issues will I have by the time this is all said and done? You really do accept that you can move forward as a human being, live a life of beauty and purpose, even though you've experienced these ashes. And as that acceptance grows, you will begin to understand that all of that pain had a purpose. All of those ashes were meant to grow something beautiful, but we generally can't see it at the time because of our perspective. At the time, it just feels like dying. But later on down the road, we will see how the new life that we have, the joy in relationships, love that we're experiencing uh, was planted in that time of grief, in those times of ashes, because we generally become more compassionate when we have experienced loss in understanding loss for others. We become more empathetic when we have suffered. As long as you don't allow this situation and the way that your abuser hurt you, others hurt you and didn't support you to turn you bitter, and you choose to forgive them and release them so that you can move on with your life, you can reach this place of acceptance, of peace, of hope, and joy. And does not mean that you will be living Mr. Rogers' wonderful neighborhood all the time. It does not. (laughs) Let me clarify. It really does not. However, it does mean that you start to accept that because of your experiences as challenging as they may have been, you are better equipped to handle what you experience in life. You have grown by this point. You have matured. You have taken your pain and allowed it to heal and 
somehow grown these amazing sustainable abilities to work through pain and hardship. And you may find yourself being the one people reach out to and ask advice from because they see your strength or you may be the one that people start to say, wow, there's just something about you. And some of you, you're so good at hiding you introvert you that you'll very quietly and pleasantly improve the lives of others around you while you love and take care of yourself because you've learned and you've grown. There are so many wonderful things ahead for you on this journey. And I think that that starts with accepting that there is beauty from our ashes, that there is gorgeous strength that we glean during times of pain, and that it doesn't have to revolve around a relationship. Sometimes we are in relationship with people and especially abusive relationships. They, the abuser will do their best to convince you that you are dependent on them. And mentally, you start to rehearse what they say and your mind is convinced that you, you could not live without this person. Like you need them. Your abuser will literally try to make it sound like you need them to function for the day. And I know what that's like. I know what it's like for someone to take all of your intricate insecurities and tie them together to convince you in such a way that they are adept and capable while you are completely incapable of doing anything well. And so you lack the ability to believe in yourself. They increase your ability to believe in them and you become dependent and think that you need them because it feels like you can't do anything right. But we've grieved that now. We're grieving, right? So we're moving forward into acceptance and joy and beauty. And to do this, you accept that there were relationships, whether that was the romantic one or friend or family, that you thought that you could not live without. Now, whether you've just accepted that your relationship is not what you thought it was, that you had this ideal relationship, but you're looking at yours now and, and realistically understanding that that's not what you have, or you've lost family, friends, you've lost, I mean, forget lost, you left your abuser, um, but you still experience that sense of loss for what you had hoped it would be in the dream of the life that you thought that you would live with them. One thing is that you believe that you can't live without that person, but we're on the other side of realizing that you survived that loss. And you're stronger because you survived, not because you lost someone, you're stronger because you survived the loss. But it's also a really, really, really great starting point to propel you into knowing that you do not need a relationship to be happy, to be whole, or to enjoy your life. So many of us get into abusive relationships because we lack a strong sense of self-esteem because we doubt our self-worth because we are desperate to know that we are loved and the best way to hear someone tell you that they love you is in relationship and have people show you oh you're lovable you're worthy of love and respect and as women who have survived abuse we are growing into these amazing survivors who overcome and don't need anyone to tell us that we're worthy of love and respect because we tell ourselves we're looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, you are beautiful, you are awesome, you are worthy of love and respect. I am gonna treat you so dang good. That's us, we are doing that for ourselves because how many of you, maybe you couldn't see it in your own situation, but you can look at a friend or a loved one 
who constantly tried to go to other people to get their sense of self-worth. And you can see that they're desperate and they're trying everything that they can, but you know that it's not going to make them happy, that they're going to get it and it's still not going to be what they thought that they wanted. Real, true satisfaction and joy come from loving yourself well. Treating yourself with kindness and respecting yourself, especially in the area of setting up healthy boundaries. But if you are so insecure and afraid that you are worthless, then you will not have healthy boundaries because you are too desperate for the love that someone offers, even if their love is making you sick. You know, it's kind of like that conundrum, like you need water to drink, but if the water is tainted and you had no way to filter it, would you still drink the water that would make you sick? The answer is usually yes. Like we desperately need it. And to try and to deny that the human existence requires a reassurance of love and respect would be completely false. Like we need it. As human beings, we need love and respect and acceptance. The unfortunate ideas that movies, TV, shows, music all say that you need a significant somebody or your parents who were awful to you to come to the realization and have all of these people realize suddenly like, wow, she's actually awesome sauce and we all want her in our lives because she's amazing. That doesn't really happen that often in real life. Most of us have a jagged journey with lots of cuts and sharp edges. And so the only person that you need to receive love and acceptance from on the earth is yourself. You don't have to go somewhere else. You don't have to reach a certain weight. You don't have to reach a goal. You don't have to have enough done financially. You don't have to be as smart as you think that you need to be because you are exactly the way that you are worthy of love and respect as you are. And that's real love. We go looking through people and relationships and houses and things and drugs and alcohol and multiple. It could be food addiction. Heck, I know what it's like to be addicted to food. Emotion eat, baby. If there are brownies in the house, I know it. My mind knows it. At 2 a.m., my brain is waking me up like, let's go eat some brownies. And I'm like, heck yes, let's go eat some brownies. Okay, so you train yourself to look for satisfaction and a sense of emotional wholeness from all of these outside sources without realizing that emotional wholeness is found in loving and accepting yourself with all of your flaws, all of your shortcomings, and all of your strengths. We're not one-dimensional beings or a, you know, a two-dimensional page drawing. We are fully embodied people who deserve to be treated with love and respect, and that starts with loving and respecting yourself. As I've said before, I'm a Christian, so I also have this awesome belief that God loves me and respects me. Therefore, I can expect to love and respect myself and expect other people to love and respect me. They can choose not to, but then I can in turn choose not to give them a lot of access to my life. Now, see, when you start to realize in the ashes of what you thought that you could not live without, that you are actually worthy of love and respect no matter what, and that starts with loving and respecting yourself, you officially have the foundation for being free and enjoying a fulfilled life. Because you will have people in your life that you love and care about because you love and care about them and want them there, but you no longer need them to feel satisfied or whole. 
they become an accessory instead of something that you actually need to go out in public so you're decent. They have become this extra beautiful part of your life that you enjoy and that you love and you treat with respect, but you do not have to have it to be happy or whole. And that's our beauty for ashes. I mean, you're going to get tons, tons of stuff out of this. Okay. You're going to learn and grow so much. But as women who have survived abuse, one of the best, most beautiful things that we learn in the ashes of our pain is that our beauty, our true beauty comes from loving and respecting ourselves and accepting ourselves just as we are. And honestly, this is a topic I'm going to hit over and over and over again, because if you are anything like me and you experience so much rejection in your life, it was stupid. You are going to need to hear it over and over and over again. And until you feel strong enough to tell yourself, I'm going to tell you every single time you are worthy of love and respect. You deserve to be treated with love and respect. And we are moving on with that beauty as our foundation. As we build this wonderful life, you will be happy again. You will enjoy life again and you are loved already. That's it for this time. We'll be seeing you next time. Once again, if you need help, go ahead and get online. Call the domestic violence hotline. They're there. They're available to help. If you're in a dangerous environment, please contact a domestic violence advocate. You can reach one of those through the hotline as well. Make sure that you have a backup plan. You don't have to use it, right? We've discussed this. You do not have to use this. This is not peer pressure. But we all know it's better to have a backup plan. Like, hey, if I try to make the cookies, but I burn the heck out of them or I add way too much salt, I have a backup plan to run to the store and go get a package of them. Okay, simple, but when your life could be at risk, how much more valuable would it be to have a backup plan? So I strongly encourage you to go ahead and do that. You are worthy of love and respect, and I hope you have a great night.